Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 1, in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen it, I would get out of here. And I'm here with a guy that I just know is going to mention the fact that there are Boston Dynamic dogs in the background of this episode. Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how are you? I'm good, but I am a little surprised. I thought you guys were going to carry me in to the podcast um, cause that's what like all podcasters do from my knowledge. So I'm, I'm a little shocked we didn't do that, but you know, it's okay. You're too cool for that. You just, you just walked in on your own. Uh, yeah. Gotta show the, gotta show the peep, the Stark warriors out there. them just like them. <laughs> yep. Yep. And guess what? We got a guest today. I'm super excited for this one. Um, this is a guy that I would share my breathing tube in the middle of a Sarlacc pit anytime. It's Jake O'Rear, my brother. How are you, Jake? I'm doing great. I just woke up from my back to tank nap and I'm about to don my armor and take on this podcast. Let's do it. Uh, Jake, super excited to have you. You have become one of our chief Star Wars correspondents here on the podcast. So always glad to get your opinion. And uh, yeah, like uh, initial reactions here, Jake, what do you think of the first episode? Uh, I've. I've I've been I'm I'm I was a little curious if I was alone out here, so I went out into the the internet and I've talked to some friends, and I feel like I was a little more disappointed than some people about the episode. Um, now that being said, as a one of the biggest Star Wars fans to exist out there, along with many of the fans here and the hosts here, I loved it. Uh. I there were there was a lot of good times to be had in the episode, but I think it fell flat as a series introduction for something that. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is this is Boba Fett. This is I mean, we're we're getting we're getting a show about Boba Fett, a fan favorite character that's had maybe 10 lines in the original movies. Uh, I feel like we I feel like we should be getting a lot more, but I, I felt like it fell a little flat, but we, we'll get more into that. Yeah, I will say, like, uh, I, I get that take. Uh, I guess, like, I really did enjoy all the moments throughout this. I really appreciate, like, that we actually, like, saw him get, like, climb his way out of the Sarlacc pit. Uh, we get some of that backstory. I have a feeling those flashbacks are going to continue throughout the series, but uh, that'll be interesting to track. Um, but, yeah, I think the big thing that we we're missing here is, like, what's the plot? Right. Like that's typically the first episode of a TV show is like, tell us what we're getting ourselves into. Right. And I don't think we necessarily have that just yet. Um, so, uh, Tommy, I want to get your take on all that. What what, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm kind of around uh, the, the same point as you guys um, in the sense that like I, I do. I will say this. I felt like the episode was pretty tight. I feel like they know what they want to do with Bobo. Uh, Bobo. Uh, and like in this, I guess I hear you about the plot. I actually think I do maybe know where they're going with the plot a little bit, or I have some inklings from the the little uh, bits they dropped. But I agree with you of like you could have been a little more narratively with it. Like I think I mentioned to you guys before, and Mando did a good job of like setting up like you knew in the first episode the plot was going to surround you know Baby Yoda, who was going to surround Go- Grogu. Here we still don't really get a a direct moment and we also didn't get a big moment like i say you know kudos to the episode it's tight and all that but it was very the it wasn't a roller coaster i think that's what right like it just it felt very much like we were on a lazy river 
it was cool. I enjoyed Lazy River. It was tight, but it, and it was concrete, and I knew what I was getting into. But I never felt that moment of like, what? What's going on? This is going to be fun, you know? Yeah, I think the big thing for me is um, one of like kind of the cliffhangers we get here is like they were attacked by like some mystery people and Finnick Shan uh, captures one of them. But we don't and like uh, Boba clearly wants to find out who hired them or whatever. Like, I feel like that is where you want to end the episode is like, who is his foil in all of this? Like, uh, I feel like we just stopped just short of finding out who those people were. And um, yeah, like that could have been like your baby Grogu reveal even if it's a new character be like this is the uh crime lord that you have to you know like you could have done something even just a name yeah i like i would want a little bit more but a name would have been fine like ooh, now we gotta do you know dive into this and figure out who this person is um but i i think we're all on the same page that we enjoyed the moments we did get um and i think like for me uh i do i liked a big part of the episode for me, I think is the dynamic uh, between the two like main characters, right? Like I, I, you, we got bits of that in in Mando and that was a big part of what I liked about them. Um, But I think we just see their partnership and just how in sync they are that I really appreciated in this. Yeah. I, uh, man, I want, I'm I'm so excited to dig in about everything. Um, Two things I wanted to say is I, I totally agree that like, I would like a name or something like I want, I want to face behind the threat. I want to feel like this isn't going to be an easy task for Bo- for Boba. Um, and something in me, and maybe this is like, this is what I hope to be the case is that like someone we know is up to like trying to take him down and it's someone big, like a big return. And I have, I have like a crazy idea, a few crazy ideas, but point being, um, I'm hoping that like the reason they're going to hold back on like really on who who's behind like the curtains on all this. It's someone it's someone we know and it's someone we're going to have a big reaction to when we see. But if it's just some run of the mill Rodian who had uh, an angry problem with Bib. And they're holding that back from us like it's a big deal. I'm, I'm going to be upset. Um, But something I'm having like I'll, I'll I'll say this real quick. My biggest my biggest issue so far is that, and I understand we're only on the first episode, and I feel like if if this is going to be anything like Mando, it we're going to be given reasons very gradually and very small doses. But I feel like we have Boba like, what's his motive for wanting to become a crime lord? Like, well, it, I want crime lord that also doesn't. He doesn't want to be like any ordinary crime lord. He wants to be different and be, you know, uh, I didn't, I've never gotten that motivation from from him before. Like in any of his iterations, I've never gotten the sense that he's like, I'm going to be like the people. I never got like, he cared about that kind of stuff. Like, (laughs) for sure. So so that I agree wholeheartedly with you, Jake. Yeah. And, and the reason I say if this is anything like Mando, it's like, I feel like one of the big things that we didn't get right off the bat, but we definitely understand by now is that why did Mando care so much for Grogu? And it's definitely something we learned and got, we learned in small doses uh, very gradually, but it makes a lot of sense because of like how his upbringing and the Mandalorian culture and this and that we're going to learn. But if it's like Mando, it's going to be a second. And I just, for me personally, 
I feel like that's kind of like a big deal, like a character's motivation to do like ex- like what the show is going to be about. As as far as we know, I mean, hell, the next episode he could like hightail it to Coruscant, and the whole show could be something whole different than what we've been led to believe it's going to be. Yeah, I think right now what we're supposed to think, and, and you know, as much as we're saying, oh, we want big things to happen. I also did like that they kind of like stayed very, you know, right in this place. We didn't jump to a bunch of different things. We didn't jump to other people. We really did get just him the whole time, his story. Um, we get a lot of the backstory that uh, I think a lot of people were claiming for. I think that is something that like, it was like, we see Mando and it's like, okay, but what? <laughs> and then we get that here. I, I do think for me, this, the theme, what we should be focusing on is crime lords have always done it this way. And he's not. He's trying to do a different way. And and to me, like the big focus, at least for this early part, who knows if it's going to be the full episode, is him and this mayor. I got a sense that, like, not, you know, we'll dive more into it and get into specifics, but it definitely feels like something's building here. Potentially, that could be the person that we're focusing on. Um, and it's going to be a bigger reveal later on who this mayor is. But uh, that's the stuff that, that was juicy to me, that whole interaction um, with his liaison who was, like, not treating uh, Fett with any respect. Like, we'll talk about manners. Like, come on. Uh, but, yeah, I, that, I guess for me, is like when you talk about the plot and stuff, that's where at least my eyes right now is focusing on is that part of part of it. Yeah, uh, and we'll we'll dive. In, uh, just about ready to dive into the episode. I just want to uh, I want to just piggyback on the crime lord thing. There was a really funny line to me um, when like people are coming to like offer him gifts in the palace, and he's like, "That's no way to speak to a crime lord." I'm like, "Are you a crime lord?" Like, <laughs> like, like that's like if I like uh I, like I went to like I don't know uh, Tom Hanks's house and like kicked him out and said, "I'm an actor now." Yeah, because I'm at his house. Yeah, that's like that's that's something I kind of noticed in him. It's like he he went in and killed Bib Fortuna, who took over for Jabba, and then he sits on the throne, and he's literally learning who his servants are and who his like lieutenants are coming up to him as they're paying respects. It's like you make an excellent point. How much of a crime lord are you if you don't even like what? What are you talking about? You're a crime lord. You don't even know what you're doing yet. And zero, nobody yeah. knows. zero crimes have been committed here. <laughs> and, and nobody knows that he's in charge. Like all the people that used to be in Jabba's place, there's no one around. Crime lord of what? You're the crime lord of Jabba's old palace that no one cares about. <laughs> like, like he has to literally go to businesses and be like, hey guys, I'm I'm in charge now. <laughs> don't you didn't even get the memo, but here it is. Like he should have just sent a newsletter out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and dive into the episode more uh, linearly here. And we open with uh, Boba Fett in the back to tank. And we're getting like some flashbacks. We see shots of Camino, RIP. We see. Yeah. I was like, I was like really hoping that was like going to be a full thing. Like, yeah. like, can we see a lot of Camino right now? Um, but yeah, we get that. We get flashbacks to uh, baby Boba. And yeah, this is where we get directly into the Sarlacc pit. Uh, this is so cool. They're like, thank, thank God we got this. This is the best part of the episode for me. Yeah, I, I, uh, I do, I do appreciate, and um, I appreciate like that. Star Wars fans for years now, since the '90s, uh, according to legends, have known that Boba is back. 
he blasted his way out of the Sarlacc pit and he went on his own adventures and they were wacky and crazy. Um, but casual fans were like, I'm sure a lot of people were confused when they saw him in on Tython in uh, the Mandalorian. And so I like that they kept it brief. They didn't spend too much time on it. There wasn't 15 minutes dedicated to it is here that here's him in the Sarlacc. He used his flamethrower. He d- dug out of the sand and now he's out. They didn't make a big deal out of it. Something I enjoyed. Yeah. Tommy, what do you think about this whole uh, scene here? Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun to start with this, right? Like this again, I think was a big question for people about this character. We've known like, but this, again, it's like seeing it is different than being told it. Uh, and, and, you know, is it a little convenient that they're just so ha- like obviously a bunch of stormtroopers did go in with with him, but he happens to find this one and he's able to get the, the two. Sure, but it's still fun and it's it's nice to see that he didn't doesn't give up. I think that's the thing about Boba too is like he'll find a way, and uh, I think that's something we need to keep in mind going forward. Is like you know even in this episode, whenever it seems like he's down and out, he's not. Yeah, and so another thing that I really appreciate about and and Mandalorian is the same way, um, but this episode a lot as well. Um, again, we mentioned Camino, and they we get like a lot of prequel nods. We get the so also here we get we get the Jawas that steal his armor, and then we get the Tusken Raiders that come. And when I saw that Tusken Raider dog, man, I was so like that's just like it's such a small little thing, and it, it, it well it turned out to be a bigger thing throughout the episode. But like at that moment, I was like. That it's just like the you guys have so much respect for Star Wars and like you understand that like um it's okay to like like we like the prequels, you know, you don't have to be afraid of the prequels. Show us prequel stuff. We it's cool. So um but uh Tommy, question for you. Um the Tuscan Raiders find him and they feed him what is this? Uh they give him like a uh, carrot, they like squeeze a carrot, milk a carrot, and put juice on his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that's that's exactly what happened. Um can you milk vegetables? I guess so. <laughs> you can you can milk almonds apparently. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I guess then what's the difference between like carrot milk and carrot juice? Um if the thing is still intact, if you're like keeping the carrot intact as you milk it, it's milk. But if you have to destroy the carrot, it's juice. I feel like with how many years I've been working in restaurants and uh, like especially nice restaurants, I feel like I should know the answer to this question. But I mean, that's that's the magic of Star Wars is that they'll milk a carrot, and we don't we don't need to know. It's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So um, we also we we get him dragged back to the Tuscan Raider camp here, and uh, there's a couple things that happen here. The kids are beating him. Um, just kind of like for what? Yeah, this is all. I will say too, like I got that like obviously pulling yourself out of this pit is awful right but it's like he had all this all these people kept coming up to him grabbing things he had no energy to just be like he grabbed the one but it's like you have no energy you can't do anything else man yeah he went on for a ride uh getting dragged and the kids beat would you beat him up michael uh beat the kids up well, no, I mean, no, no, we're an anti-kid beating podcast, Michael. Uh, no, beat Boba Fett up. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. I mean, I guess, and I, this is my thing throughout this entire um, t- what Jake, what is the, what do the Tuscan Raiders want with Boba? I mean, like they're not gonna kill, like they haven't killed him, or are they saving like cook him later? Are they gonna eat him? What's going on here? Why do they want uh, him? 
as far as I know, Tuscan Raiders don't eat people. Um, <laughs> I I think not yet. We 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 get it. We get into it later. I think Tuscans will kidnap people and or find people like Boba and use them for their own good. Some people would call that slavery. Um, and I think the Tuscans are just kind of ruthless like that. Um, they're detached from civilization. We we're not even we haven't seen them without like what's going on right here. So we don't even know what species they like really are. Or, like what we don't know much about their culture. I'm sure if you dig into legends, but I, I I've never like I've never I've never brushed up on my uh, canon of Tuscan Raiders. Fair. Um. So yeah, we uh, we also get the little uh, Rodian who's tied there with him. Um. And yeah, he tries to escape. Chased down by the he he ends up fight he gets chased down by the dog and he ends up fighting one of the uh, I want to say this um, one of the Tuscan Raiders um, is he not dressed like a Knights of Ren I mean he looks he's got a very it's not a Tuscan Raider outfit at least I mean he's got like this black layered garb it looks like something Kylo would wear yeah that's that's what I thought was cool is like the design of these Tuscans like we've always seen Tuscan Raiders but they always look the same but like these looked really cool. Yeah, I was waiting for the drop that it was like someone disguising themselves as a Tuscan Raider or something. Because I agree with you, Michael. It definitely, the show focused way too much on them, and like, uh, it, it made me feel like there's something else there, right? Like, there's there's got to be some secrets, uh, because uh, very different. But I agree with you, Jake, that like the designs and and just like getting more into the Tuscan Raiders in general. I actually really like that in in Mandalorian where they had that like one episode where they deal with like, Hey, maybe we could, should just like treat these people as people and like, like talk to them and commute. And like, I did appreciate it in this episode. It's like, we see that they're, they're not just monsters. Like, they like, listen, but did something for them. They're going to give them water and stuff. Like, it's like, yeah, like they are just trying to survive. And I really appreciate that. Like we're getting more of that <laughs> in these shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that was a that was a fun scene. Uh, we go back. Uh, uh, Shan wakes Boba up from the back to tank, and uh, the people are here to pay their respects. Um, yeah, I guess uh, uh, Jake. What uh, what all the people coming? What was the what was the highlight for you? What, which character did you like to see? Um, I, I was. This is like a weird uh, observation, but what was the Trandoshan carrying? Like I want to say uh, it was like a pelt of something like exotic, like, but it, it looked like, like a ball of hair. Well, it looked like <laughs> Wookie pelt to me. Yeah, I think I know. Honestly, I think that's what I think he like. He's offering up Wookie fur. Uh, I hate that. I'll tell you that right yeah, now. It's really scary. Um, I I can't wait for the uh, the behind the scenes of Boba to come out for them to really give us the lowdown on what that uh, Trandoshan was carrying. But um, this scene was like. We mentioned it earlier about like there was it was kind of like a goofier scene and I I, I know I'm going to be in the uh, minority when I say that it fell flat for me um, just because like I feel like a lot of like it didn't like comedy has comedy is better when it has substance to it when it has like meaning and like stuff behind it but like like we've already observed that like he was like that's no way to talk to a crime lord it's like what are you saying? It's like, that's not a funny line. Like you're not, that doesn't make sense. And, um, I don't know the the scene kind of felt flat and I do, I guess my favorite part, and I know we're about to get to this, but was like the mayor's 
like right hand man coming in and he was he was kind of like eerie and trying to like in like the most posh way possible say like you really don't want to like you really don't want to like send me off and like make a bad impression because that's not going to end well for you boba which is interesting like what what did jabba and bib do that like was okay with the mayor and got him on his side and why is it different with boba well for, first of all i want to touch on I, like i'm surprised you read this as like at least them wanting to have a comedic like i didn't like think anything what like uh i didn't get any clue that they were trying to make us laugh here i guess is my point um so i don't know maybe, maybe that's why I've, i'm reading the scene differently and i actually like it a lot um first and foremost so just to touch on the trend ocean it's really cool and this is the thing about like uh like star wars has like come around to like their practical effects and the and the fact that like uh, like when Jurassic Park came out, right? Like everyone was so impressed by the special effects and they were like, we need more like CGI like this. Like th this is like the, the future of, of film now. But now when it happens, like like in any MCU show or movie, it's kind of like, yeah, like, okay, yeah, you like put this through a computer. Um, now, like, I feel like we've come back around to the fact that like, I at least for me, practical effects are fr so freaking cool. This Trandoshan, like... Um, like he has His a full body. Cool. Yeah, like yeah, but here, here's the other thing. Like you can tell that it's a practical effect. And I think that that like is admirable. Like even down to like the blinking, like it he kind of looks like a Chuck E. Cheese uh animatronic in a way. <laughs> but I love it. Like I love that flair to the like the show and to the Mandalorian as well. Like it's it's so cool to me. Um Tommy, what are some of your takeaways from this scene? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, this this right here is specifically why I would never be a king because none of these like moments where like your subjects come and ask for demands and give you that doesn't seem fun. Hire someone <laughs> to do that for you, like the like, responsibility. Just put up a yeah, put up like a little cutout of yourself and just like let like, it's so boring. Uh, and, and I think for me, like th it was cool seeing like the the practical effects and stuff. I wasn't intrigued to the scene until the mayor's associate shows up because yeah, man, there was so much passive aggressiveness. It didn't even come off like there was any respect. He wasn't even trying to give a warning to me. It was just like, mm. I'm going through the motions for you because you're playing king. like, Oh, so cute playing this crime Lord. Like that's how it came across to me. It was so good. Um, I don't know who the actor is. He honestly reminded me of uh, Back to the Future, the dad in Back to the Future. Like that kind of, it's it might be that. It, it sounded just like him, but uh, yeah. I, I looked him up uh, because again, I thought like he had like the best performance in the entire show. I was like, I, I was loving his character. Um, I looked him up. I, I don't have his name off the top of my head, but he wasn't in anything I've recognized. He's, he's, he's been in a lot of things, but nothing I've watched. Um, but this guy was, he killed it. Like it just something about him. Like, uh, I would, I hope he's in this more. Yeah, I, I specifically, I specifically remember like seeing him and like his hand motions and his cadence and everything. And I wanted, I, I specifically was like, I'm going to, I'm going to ask the guys like where this guy's from. Cause he's, he's awesome. I love him. It very much was like going through the motions. You're right. Like even in the hand, it was very like, I'll do what you need me to do. Yeah. But like I'm putting 1% energy into all of this because this does not matter. <laughs> like that's how I came. <laughs> this was probably one of my favorite as much as like, like the beginning of this, I was like, la 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 la. This, that actor was probably one of my favorite scenes in this. It's just like, because it was so much tension. Like I instantly felt myself tighten up and I felt myself be like, 
oh man, this could go. But I wanted a little bit more bite from maybe that my only complaint. I wanted more bite from Boba. I get it, he's trying to be this fair crime lord now that we has come out of nowhere. But it's just like <laughs> the Boba I know would shoot him. Like he just wouldn't care. So I just like I don't know. That's my my gripe of a scene that I really enjoy. <laughs> So, uh, just uh, David Pasquezzi, I think his name is. He's in Veep, Angels and Demons, and Lodge 49. Those are his big credits there. So, uh, again, nothing I've... I, I watch Angels and Demons, just I don't remember this guy. But anyways, uh, yeah, we love him. We want more of him. So, um, yeah. We stand David... Pa, what was it? Pasquezzi. Pasquezzi. We love the Pasquezzi. I'm sorry, David, if you're listening. Switched <laughs> your name. Um, so what about uh, well, what about Jake? What do you think of the uh, the Gamorians here? Oh, I was I was so happy to see him back, and I'm not gonna. I know we'll get to it, but there was a lot of things in this episode I was very 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 happy to see back, and the Gamorians was one of them. Um, and another weird like kind moment from boba where he was like i'll i'll let you live and maybe maybe it was more of like a tactical move where he was like i know if i'll i'll give them some freedom that they'll like fight for me but to me it was more played as like a kind of heart thing which is not very boba um something i regret doing is not reading up on the war with bounty hunters because i i kind of wanted to go in like having an idea of who boba really is because like to be honest we I mean, we get him in the Mandalorian and we get some from him, but like, how much do we know about Boba in canon at least? Um, but yeah, that I I thought that was a weird mood, but move. But uh, I was I was glad I was glad to see the Gamorreans back. Uh, they're rad, just weird. They remind me the pit from the pig, or they remind me of the pigs from um, Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I love that they came back as well like it was fun and like obviously we see the payoff of it in, later in the episode yeah i don't know for me is like the whole bit with like bennick being like uh you know what like this is you're going to regret this. this is not the right decision and then it is but they didn't really pay it's not like there was ever i told you so moment from it either it was like a weird like why are we having her be wrong? What are we gaining from this as, as like a story technique? Like, is it that Boba is always going to have the right, like Boba is going to, even if he goes against his, his right hand woman, uh, he, he somehow will luck, even if it's luck or, or just faith, it will always be the right decision that he does. Yeah. I read it like, uh, again, it's like, kind of like you mentioned, I read it like you got to trust Boba's instincts. This guy, like not, like not only is he like, uh, a brilliant warrior, but he's also like a cunning uh, personality. He's smart and he yeah. reads people well. So um, I also just want to point out, um, uh, Jake, you mentioned some of the canon stuff for Boba. Uh, some of my favorite Boba Fett content is, and I, and I did read a little bit of the War of the Bounty Hunters, but even more than that, um, his arcs in Clone Wars is awesome. I love him oh, in yeah. Clone Wars. So uh, if anybody has not seen that, definitely uh, I can hook you up. I got, I got, I can tell you exactly what episodes to watch. Um, yeah, I do. I do want to say I I watched Clone Wars and Boba was awesome in it. There were some real cool moments, but like that that's also not the Boba we know. Uh, like Boba was making a bomb out of his dad's helmet in Clone Wars, and now he's f freeing uh, grain pigs to fight for him. 
Well, uh, it, yeah, no, that's a good point. But I think you do have. I mean, like, that... a lot of his arc in the Clone Wars, though, is about like, what is he gonna do without his father, and how is he gonna avenge his father? And like, I feel like he's very jaded at that point. I, I think it makes sense that like, what fifty right. years uh, later, I'm, he's. I'm not saying like he should still be the same bull, but he's definitely different and grown a lot it just me personally i've missed a lot of that bridge is like i've seen him in clone wars and i've seen him in from mandalorian and on like i'm missing a lot of middle pieces and i obviously we're gonna get more and we'll get like a reason to everything he's doing um but hearkening back to what i said it's just something i wish we're getting like i wish it was a two episode drop you know or yeah. an extended first episode J- anyway. jake i agree with you in the sense of like all right if we look at like to get a little away from the episode, but just to talk about Boba as in general, right? When we first get him in the prequels, we get this like kind of like in not first get him because like obviously, right? We get him in the original, but anyways, in in timeline, uh, order, mm-hmm. we get him in the prequels and he's dark, right? Like he sees you know spoilers for all Star Wars guys, you should know this, but anyways, <laughs> you get his dad dies right in front of him and he sees that and he goes down a dark path. And then, yeah, Clone Wars, we get him even more darker. It's like he's, he's like, very much a loner. Very much, like, I will do what's best for me. And that that's where I get what you're saying here. It's like that attitude changed. And I'm hoping throughout this series we get the middle part between this and when he's working for Jabba. Because from what we knew in the originals, there, there wasn't much, right? So we just he's, – he's very, like, for the money, which doesn't feel like the Jabba – the, Jabba, the, the uh, Boba – We've been getting in Mandalorian in this. So what what happened to change him? And and maybe mm-hmm. that's what we're getting here, right? With all these flashbacks of like him going into the pit and coming out. And I think that is what it is, right? I think the Tuscan Raiders are going to make this like uh, it's, it's making Boba this for the people kind of person that we're seeing now. That's my hope. That's my guess. That's what I'm thinking is like this arc with the with the Tuscan Raiders is what we're going to get for sure. So, well, let's go to the, let's, let's move on to uh, Mos Espa, where um, we get one of the best cameos of all time, Jake. I know you're grinning ear to ear. It's like the first thing we see. Um, Max Rebo! Max Rebo's here. Max Rebo! So cool. So glad to see that. Um, this is also, again, uh, this is also where you see Boston. Did you guys catch this? There's Boston Dynamic dogs, like the robot dogs in this. Like the actual. Oh, the Hoppy Boys? Yeah. Yeah. In this. They have like decorations on their back to make them look more Star Warsy, but like it's this, it's that's what they are. Does that I mean we're those. does that mean we're close to the the Star Wars universe? Like we're we're just there. We're just we're so close. <laughs> we're just missing the lightsabers and hyperdrives yeah. and ships I love, the size of planets. Yeah, I also love like the upgraded songs. Like they're really you know <laughs> they're really going places now. They're really uh, changing. Don't stick with the oldies. Let's go with the new newies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and a nice, a nice other Easter egg I noticed is the DJ bot in the Moss Espa Cantina was is like the same type of droid that's the DJ bot at the Cantina at Galaxy's Edge, which is really cool. Yeah, which once again makes Star Tours uh, a canon in the Star Wars universe because well. that robot <laughs> is from Star Tours. So if oh, that's yeah. all true, then <laughs> um, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm anti Star Tours, but uh, <laughs> that's the same robot, Michael. I don't, I don't think it is though, Tommy. That's a different robot. Uh, this is a no, different it's, robot. They, I watched the doc. 
watch Disney. Hey, recommendation Disney Plus. They do a, a making of attractions and they talk about the Star Tours and they specifically talk about how that robot they brought into uh, the the DJ as like an homage, as an Easter egg too. Maybe uh, I missed that. So the yeah. Star Tours ro- uh, ship was in Rogue One. So. That is true too. So that's canon too, Michael. <laughs> I don't think it's canon. But... It's right there. <laughs> Uh, fine, whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so yeah, enough about Max Rebo. Um, they go into this little, uh, they go to like this cantina. It's a, it's nicer than cantinas we typically see. Um, they get some Twi'leks come up. They want to polish their helmets a little bit. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess. Funky um, Twi'lek. Yeah. I appreciated that, like, uh, there's a lot of the complaints about, like, the, the Twi'leks in Star Wars and how they're, like, objectified and like they're only used as like background women and and uh, uh, thin clothing, I guess. But uh, I, I appreciate it in this one they had a man that was also uh, dressed down a little bit. So oh yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. noticed that too. I was like, hey, they they brought they brought they got a hunky Twi'lek in here, and he's showing off that alien six pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, that, not, I don't have too much to say out here, but we get, we'll, we'll go to the uh, the assassins here that show up. Well, and, I do think a yeah. one thing I think do watch out for the 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 me the the I think she's going to be a big thing. She they just mm-hmm. focused in on her. Um, also, was anyone else sketched out when like they gave their helmets? I'm like, why would you would I'm not going to give my helmet away. I get it was yeah. filled with gold, but I would be missing out on that gold. I don't need a helmet cleaning. I can do it myself. I mean, he just got his armor upgraded too. Yeah. Like, he had a paint job and everything. I mean, they got yeah. The, yeah, they got lucky that they they got a nice little helmet full of gold back. But like, I, that was a risky move. Yeah. Well, just Boba. His was shinier, as it you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you don't mess with these crime lords, guys. So he knew. He said, "I'm a crime lord. I do crimes. So you take my helmet. I'll crime you." Is that all it takes, Michael? We just need to start running around. I'm a crime lord. <laughs> give me, <laughs> give me stuff. <laughs> I'm a crime lord. Do me favors. That that in, that's gonna end so well for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I need the the skills to back it up. I guess you can't boldly claim that. You probably need to. At least they have the skills. If I claim that, then someone would challenge me. I'd be like, "You, you caught me." Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you're right. I'm not a crime lord. <laughs> Next time I'm pulled over for a headlight out, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, I'm a crime lord. You don't want to mess with me." Um, vehicle, sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I want to talk about these assassins. Um, Jake, do you have any theories about who these like who who sent these guys? I mean, I, I know you have theories. You mentioned it. I, um, so yes, I, uh, these, these assassins, I, we, I definitely believe have a greater purpose. They're definitely coming from whoever's going to be the big baddie for the series. Um, someone wants Boba dead and who is, I mean, it really, it could be any other like criminal syndicate we've seen in the past. It could be the Pikes. It could be. It could be a black sun, but I am wondering if we're going to get a little crimson dawn return and see, uh, you know, see some Kira. Okay. No, that would, that would be, uh, that would be, I would love to see that. Um, and I think that would make a lot of sense too. I, I, I didn't even really consider that, you know, a lot of like the, like 
the ridiculous fan theories that go around and I still see them now as the show's coming out is like Mace Windu is going to show up. Um, yeah. Definitely not in this capacity if he is, but um, yeah, I never even considered Kira. So yeah, I would love that. Oh, give us more Emily Clark. I mean, yeah. was, was this sent by the mayor? Is this like, that was my assumption, right? The, the assassins were, I mean, I guess it could be so anyone, right? Um, yeah. We didn't really like the, get confirmation on where the assassins were yeah. from. Um, I personally thought it was like an outside force, not the mayor, but I didn't really, I also didn't read that much into it. It, it could be the same, um, the same like biker gang we see later on. Um, we, we don't, we don't, we don't really know much about these, uh, these, uh, shocky stick boys. Yeah. So we also, we get the Gamorians coming in and saving the day. I love that. They're like, we're loyal. We're got, we got your back. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I love that. Yeah, like he he it got paid off. It like, but like you said, trust Boba, and I think that is like a a lot of the themes of this episode is trust Boba. Like when he's like, we walk in in the you know we made that joke, but like the whole caring thing is like he's gonna do things differently, and and we just had to trust that it's gonna be right. Um, I love the shields. I love like that whole battle. Like I I liked the the sequence with them. You know, obviously without without our boys. They would have been stuck in there forever, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of a lot of parkour too here. When uh, Fennec, well, actually, hold on. I, I want to mention real quick before we even get to that. Uh, both had blows a guy up into like nothingness. I was like, That's there wasn't cool. even there wasn't even like uh, remains. There wasn't a limb. He just he shoots him with a rocket and then he's gone. There's a cloud of smoke and he's done. Like and he wrecked blast right there. He wrecked the balcony. Do you think like whoever lives there has like balcony insurance? Do you think like if you have like house insurance that covers balconies too? I guess so, right? It's part of your house, so it's he's know. a crime lord. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> well, yeah, I know he can. I'm talking <laughs> about the person that lives there. Oh yeah, do they have like yeah. Would they be like, hey, uh, my my balcony got blown up again? Um, can you fix that <laughs> again? Again? Yeah, I assume it happens on a regular basis in that town. <laughs> It's it's Tatooine. I mean, there's yeah. there's scum villainy happening every corner, and parkour. I want to talk about the parkour because <laughs> yeah, Finnick Shan. This is like I've always I've kind of been like on the fence about Finnick a lot. Like uh, uh, I really came around the Bad Batch. She's like actually like that's... a highlight of the Bad Batch uh, when she really wasn't in the Mandalorian for me. But then here she is again. She's like chasing them, keeping up with these guys, hunts them down. And then she like knocks one of them off the roof, like knowing she doesn't need both of them, which I think yeah, she's so, so cool. cool. Finnick is so cool. So I don't know if you guys have any other uh, thoughts on the fight scene there. Um, I think just to transition from the fight to the next is like, yeah, Finnick is cool. Like, I love that. It's just like, he's like, he's not even worried about her. He's like, just make sure one of them, like make sure someone's alive. Like that was, like, it's like, again, just their chemistry. They're like, in the short amount of time they've been together, they have such a, a way of reading each other and a respect that I like, at least I'm getting from them is like, there's a respect mm. there. Um, and it, it platonic, which is also like cool to see, like just like a very platonic relationship. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, yeah, like just the fact that he doesn't question her abilities ever uh, because she is very uh, of the, the badass variety. Yeah. So, uh, Loved all this. We also, uh, Boba's like, Gamorreans, take me back to the back to tank because it's time for another flashback. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Also, when did he get like, I get like, again, like I get he was in a pit 
Is this still healing from that? I know he got hurt here too, but man, he needs healed a lot. Like he buries, he's like, he's like Darth Vader. He just lives in like the healing goo. Like, and so the, the, the thing that like, I'm, it's very transparent to me. Like the whole reason that he's in this back to tank is so that he doesn't have to wear makeup throughout this entire series. Um, because if you look at him in, in the Mandalorian, when he first shows up, like he is completely scarred. But by the time he gets out of the back to tank, like he has like a single scar, like on his head is <laughs> like, he is like, uh, yeah, there's like no problem. So yeah, yeah um, I, I didn't really think about that. That's a good point. Yeah. So we, we do get the flashback and, um, the child is leading them away here, um, with the, Ro- the Rodian and Boba and, uh, I, Again, I'm not sure what the heck they were doing. Like they end up stumbling. I guess I guess it's tough because you don't understand what the Tuscan Raiders are saying. But it, like this child, like brings them away, and then first they're like spying on this gang that is like uh like pillaging a house, and then they, Jake, y- y- I feel like this might be something you know. Um, that symbol they were putting on the house there, that this little gang, does that mean anything to you? Personally, no, but. Star Wars has so many symbols and I frequently get them mixed up. Yeah. I know this is a total tangent, but um, I, I, I had my dad uh, made me like, he asked what I wanted as a front license plate. And I picked the Star Wars symbol because I thought it was like the new Republic symbol, but it's, it was just some fan created thing. And I was just reminded that like, there are so many symbols in star Wars that I don't know. And like, you think of an organization in star Wars, it has a symbol. So I didn't recognize it. Um, and I haven't seen like any theories or anybody pointing it out, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a new thing. Yeah, I'm Google, I googled Star Wars symbols. There's a lot of them. Um, I'm not seeing. The, okay, uh, just uh, touched down on this. Uh, completely irrelevant. But I, I looked up Star Wars symbols. There's like a, an image with a bunch of them, and this one has the uh, shield logo. Is one of the uh, Star Wars symbols. So I hate um, those. You ever find those pictures <laughs> that has multiple Star Wars symbols in it? Don't even look at those because they they're always incorrect. Yeah, so let me back out of this real quick. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll, we'll probably end up finding out about the uh, this little gang a little bit more. But I think they'll be back. Yeah, yeah I think they'll... I think we didn't see them for no reason. But like this whole scene felt kind of pointless, right? Like I, I think what you're saying of like not being able to understand the Tuscan Raiders. Maybe we need subtitles. Maybe we don't. Uh, why was this little kid allowed to take two prisoners out <laughs> into the wild with just a dog? Like there should have been backup for this little kid. Um, what were they doing? Was it to feed feed them to the monster? Maybe I don't know. I, I'm very confused about the reasoning uh, behind it, which took me out of it a little bit. But I I did like that they like gave the time to breathe in this episode. Like it was very quiet, right? Like there wasn't a lot of dialogue, and yet it was like a lot that we saw. So that's where I think like focusing in on the bike bikers, like that maybe is the point, right? To see that symbol, to know this gang, and to know that he has a history potentially with this gang. Yeah. So, and the next thing we get here is um, the child is asking them, to, and, and this might be the reason they were out there. My read was that, like, while we're out here, we're thirsty, so let's dig for these little water duck balloon things. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but um, yeah, yeah. Why are they, they in the ground? Yeah, and they're like they're like not even deep. They're like you just like, bro- <laughs> like and it looked like they already had holes in it. 
So yeah. like when the liquid already had fallen out of them, I was very confused about that whole process. Yeah, it's that was like a they... very strange uh, moment in the episode. Uh, yeah. Another another little gripe I had, but yeah. it seemed like a weird worse. survivor challenge. Like, all right, pull out <laughs> these weird watermelons and and you win. You, I thought it was going to be like a challenge, like whichever one collects the most doesn't die, and it was like then the other one gets killed off. Yeah. Um, well, they end up finding uh, this this uh, creature in the sand. It's got six arms. This old um, Japanese, uh, yeah, uh, Godzilla-looking, yeah, creature. Uh, I'm so glad he killed the other guy because man, that other guy was annoying me. Oh. He's such a little nerd who was like ratting out, but but was like, yeah, let's work together. <laughs> we can do this. And he's such a nerd. He's like, no, we just need a fall. No, no, no. I'm glad he went out. You know what? He sounded the alarm. Yeah, he was. Yeah. It, I was not a fan of that Rodian. Yeah, the whistleblower. He had to go. Um, so yeah, the, I I thought this was really cool. I thought the uh, again speaking of like practical versus uh, special effects here, um, this this looked really cool. This was a really cool creature, and uh, yeah, I almost felt like uh, I almost wanted him to like capture as a pet and like bring it back to the palace and like have this thing. Is like yeah, uh, it reminded like, me of something that that would have been on spike it's too, the <laughs> island of monsters <laughs> that was not on my radar but <laughs> i see it now you don't you're not often thinking about what creature kind of looks like it's from spy kids too <laughs> not all the time but you're 100 uh, percent correct though like i also <laughs> right? i i truthfully also thought of that little tiny like spider monkey thing yeah. that like crawls around <laughs> The only 100%. thing from Spy Kids I remember is the thing that like I think about almost daily, which is the thumb men. Uh, I'll never forget. Oh, about that. I think That'll... of the microwave that delivers any fast food item you would ever want. That's what I constantly <laughs> think about from the Spy in the Kids world. Oh, uh, should we watch? Can we do a bonus podcast where we watch all this? There's <laughs> nothing to do with Star Wars. Which, uh... Possibly, we'll put that on the docket. Yeah, yeah. We should have a poll. Like, uh, what bonus podcast? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Bill ends up choking this thing out. He dies. They go back to camp, and the Tuscans accept him. They give him water. So there it is. That's the end. So yeah. something I uh, heard, or like, maybe this was just someone's interpretation, but I was uh, watching a review online, getting like other people's opinions on um, the episode, and someone was like, "The kid took." I mean, we can't really tell because the Tuscans aren't speaking like common English or common whatever they call it in Star Wars. Um, but they say the kid took credit for killing the monster and they all like were praising the kid, but the chieftain saw through the lies and um, he that's like why he gave him the water. He's like, I, look, I know the kid's saying credit, but like, uh, we're cool. Like, I know what you did. I don't know if you like, what did you guys get from that scene? You think that the like the kid was telling them that Boba did it or that the, the kid himself did it? I got that. He told it was Boba. Like he was like, impressed. Me too. like he was like pumped and he was like, look what the, but, but I could see the other way and I, I'm cool either way with the outcome. I felt like, all we really need to know is he got some respect from the Tuscan Raiders. Now, was it all of them or was it just the, the chief who's to know, but you, you got a sense. This is how he got out of his situation is he earned their respect. Yeah. I yeah. feel like this might be the wrong way of looking at it, but I hope it was all the Tuscan Raiders 
like that that he told him that it was Boba that did it, just because that means we'll spend less time in these flashbacks yes. and more in what's in current day. We don't I, I've seen enough of Boba trying to gain the respect of Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, or at least like flashbacks of moments he has where he's actually talking to people and not just uh us a lot of like us just coming to conclusions based on oh, oh, oh. you know yeah. like, that's there's only so many times we can interpret it that different <laughs> <ways>. <laughs> so guys i'm gonna blindside you here i have an idea um uh, for the end of this and this is what i love about this show so freaking much um the show like the podcast or the show is Boba. Like, <laughs> you know, this is, is why you this is why i love star wars I, mean, <laughs> I guess it works with voice uh but no well why i love the book of boba they have kept everything under wraps here. Like there is not like I have not I haven't seen any sort of like casting aside from the obvious. Um uh so everything coming is basically a surprise. That's not something we could say for Mandalorian season two, which basically everything was ruined for that. Um with that being said though, I think this sets us up primed and ready for a cameo draft. Tom, Ooh. you don't you, you roll your eyes. Well, the Disney side. Listen, Star Wars is always going to be my. I I feel pretty confident in Marvel drafts, right? Because like yeah. that's my bread and butter. That's my baby. So it's always I will always feel tepid coming into your turf, right? Like this is like a new water for me whenever we talk Star Wars. But here, here I was picking Uncle Ben for uh, <laughs> <laughs> No Way Home, while you had like the two best picks, and you craned me. So I want a chance to take the the crown back, Tommy. All right, that's fair. I also I also want. Yeah, don't this. count Jake out, Michael. No, Todd, Jake's in. Jake's in. <laughs> um, well, Jake, uh, if you're ready, I'll let you go first. You're our guest. Well, I definitely want Kira. I'm um, taking that one. I think, um, I think we're going to see some Amelia Clark. Um, I'm not going to say Mace Windu. Just because no, are we doing two or one? Yeah, Sorry, just do not... one for now. We'll we'll do oh, two. Clark. We'll let's yeah. let's wrap back. Um, Tommy, you are the reigning champ. I'll let you go next. Oh, you just want the back and back. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're snaking it. Uh, I think first picked. It might be an easy one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mando. I think Man- the Mandalorian showed up. We already he, uh, Boba showed up on his show. Why would Mando not show up on his? Good point. Um, I, I could see that. I guess my, um, I'm a little. Uh, I uh, I don't have two picks actually. Now, now that I think of it, um, I got one. I'll start with my one. Um, we're very much getting involved with the Trandoshan family. Give me Bosk. Dang it. <laughs> That's I a good one. I was gonna pick. That's Bosk. a good one. Yeah, you gotta go with some some uh, bounty hunters, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, I, I, do, I really don't have a second one. I, like I agree with the carry. I agree with Manda. Those are all on the board for me. Um, uh, I do, I'm not gonna count on Mace Windu here. Let me go a little wild here. Um, we know when. Uh, I, I'm not sure what Dave Filoni's um, involvement is in this show, but I would like to think he could put. Cad Bane in this? I knew you were gonna go there. I knew you were gonna go there, and oh. I definitely—he showed up in Bad Batch, right? Yeah. Why? 
for what? Why are we being reintroduced to this cool character? Like I'd be cool or, or, so or awesome. Michael because he's also going to be in Boba Fett. So I definitely sure. think that's a good pick. Okay, cool. Bosk and Cad Bane. That's a solid. I definitely. That was a good solid Bosk. lineup. All right, all right, Tommy, back to you. What what you got? I have someone, but like I don't think because we already know the person I'm thinking of is already. Mm. I I'm gonna change because I don't think this is actually accurate. I I don't think he's gonna show up. Uh, who I was just about to say, um, man, I was gonna go Cad Bane, so this is throwing me off a little bit. Uh. Let's say let's let's get um I know I know who I'm gonna pick. Give me one second so I can officially remind myself the name. Uh but I know who I'm gonna pick and it's it's right there in front of us. We're talking bounty hunters. Um and you know bounty hunters and Taurus, we know Boba, and, and you know who else is this is me stalling. You know who else is a <laughs> is is uh Mandalorian? Sabine, we're gonna get some live action Sabine. I would love that. Oh, that'd yeah, be awesome. Would, oh, that'd be no, sick. These are really good picks, I think. Yeah. The and, only um, issue I have there is they might be saving her I, for the Ahsoka yeah, show. Yeah, that's but... why I didn't pick yeah. uh, the person I want. I, I don't want to say until after Jake picks, but there was someone I was gonna pick, and that was kind of the reasoning is I think yeah. he's way too into Ahsoka. Yeah. All right, Jake, uh, round so us out here. I think. We've already dipped our toe into the water of this, literally. Um, I think we're going to get a good father-son flashback with some Django. That would be cool. Like, uh, use, like, the de-aging technology on Tamara Morrison. And, yeah, that would be cool. Like, maybe, like, uh, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe, like, the next flashback is, like, him with his dad. And, like, he gives him a piece of training advice. And then it comes back at the end of the episode or something. Yeah. So. The only, the only reason I find that hard to believe is that, um, and I don't, I, I forgot the actor's name, but who played young Boba, he's definitely in his like late twenties, early, th- early thirties now. So there's no way to make him like look like a kid. So how we're going to get young Boba in a flashback. I don't know, but I, I have faith that we're going to see Django in a flashback. Cause like I said, we dipped our toe in the water. We saw some Camino. I know. I just, the only thing I wonder about that is like, Boba looks like Django at this point. So how are they going to confirm to the audience? Hey guys, this is this is Django. This is the other one. The armor, maybe. No, the armor. Maybe. You are right. I I definitely think that's probably one of the more uh, obvious picks because, like you said, we've already seen Camino, and like it makes sense. This is his story. So why would we not get something about his father? You know. Yeah, it's I almost. Wanted, yeah. Sorry. I wanted to go crazy and just say like a clone, like Rex or one of the Bad Batch. Because, uh, from from a retconned cam or a how, like a like a like a how would you say like a a cameo that was later on confirmed like many years later to be Rex in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, did I say Revenge of the Sith? Return yeah, of the Return Jedi. Of yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean that's this isn't far off. This is five years later. So. I mean, a clone could show up, but I'm going to stick with uh, Kira and Django. Those are good. Cool. And I, I think, like like you said, what's fun about this show is there's really no information. So, like, and 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 it's very, um because we don't really know the plot, it is very open. So, I honestly think all six of our picks are, are could happen. Like, you all have given points. And I'm like, 
I could see. Yeah, I, 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 I think we all have equal chance that year. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just to piggyback on the Django thing, like, uh, it is very weird that we saw that shot of Camino. We had that, sh like, what, what was that all about? Is that, nothing else. Yeah. yeah. It's a little weird. I think we will get more there. Um, but yeah, just to round it out here, uh, I have, I have, uh, who do I have? Bosk and, <laughs> and Cad Bane. Bosk and Cad Bane. Tommy, yeah, say it again. Yeah, Sabine yeah. and uh, Mando. The Mando. Yeah. And Jake, you have Kira and Django Fett. So, yep um there's our there's our cameo draft keep an eye out on that um well y'all want to go to recommendations let's do it i'll start us off here because i'm excited about this one um this week i got the oculus quest 2 and i literally i've spent like an hour setting it up before this and like i'm not even i haven't like i i played a second of vader immortal um, so I can't even recommend that necessarily, but I'm just going to recommend the Oculus because listen, I've always been skeptical of VR. It felt like, and I'm like for the longest time to me, it felt like a very gimmicky, like uh we fit type thing, you know, like this is a technology that's going to come and go, but I feel like we really are on the precipice of like uh, this new territory of gaming. And uh, I've had so much fun just setting up the Oculus uh so i highly recommend the oculus quest 2 it's a lot of fun if you're looking for it's i know it's like an expensive gift but if you got some christmas money left over um yeah get yourself one of those it's it's very cool and i was watching videos on like what games i should play there's like a walking dead one that looks really incredible uh, obviously there's a, like there's a couple star wars games on there so a uh, lot of great stuff in the vr world these days so don't sleep on it if you're like me and uh, I'll throw it over to uh, Tommy. Tommy, do you have a recommendation? Um, I also got an Oculus, so like I'll also recommend that. Um, for like just to back up your recommendation, but my recommendation, um, man, I've I've kind of been doing the things that I've that I've been talking about. So I guess maybe I should just recommend the Oculus with you. Uh, otherwise, I'll just like add an, a prompt to uh, Will Time Finish? You should all watch that. Like. It's really good. Um, I really enjoyed the season. Watch that. But yeah, Oculus. I man, Beat Saber. I know that's the one like everyone knows about. I'm having a blast playing Beat Saber. I'm just over here like feel like I'm back in Guitar Hero days. It's real great. Uh, so yeah, that's really what I'm doing. All right, Jake. What do you got for us? Well, I also got an Oculus, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I texted Michael before the podcast, and I was like. I don't really have a recommendation, but can I recommend this? And he was like, yeah, you can recommend anything. And then something happened that made me realize I wanted to recommend something more uh, than my previous one. Um, and so I'm going to take anything quite literally. I'm going to recommend researching your Amazon products before you find, uh, buy them because I bought a, <laughs> <laughs> I bought a mic arm for this mic that I'm using right here. Uh, uh which shout out to my brother you guys may know him he is the host of the star wars podcast his name is michael he got me this mic um for christmas and i was like i'm gonna buy myself a mic arm you know get a little more like professional with this um and so i looked up best mic arm for this type of mic and i found like a top 10 uh based off amazon reviews and i went off number one and it it doesn't it it does is not compatible with the mic um <laughs> I don't I don't I I I don't understand. I don't understand looking up the best for something and then not getting something that's compatible. Um so your recommendation yeah. is not recommending that mic. 
into awesome. No, no, no. The mic's great. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, Mike. Mike Holder. I'm Mike recommending Holder. Sorry, doing sorry. research on your Amazon products, but also not that Mike Holder that we don't like that specific yeah, I'll, Mike Holder. Uh, next We're time anti- I'm on, I'll, I'll figure out. I'll figure out the brand name and uh, we can smear them real quick. Stark Wars is anti that mic holder, even though the mic holder is probably <laughs> fine in it with other microphones. But now we're anti that mic holder. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I don't know what it is these days. Like about half the things I get on Amazon are never exactly what I expect it to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that's a fault of my own, but I will I will piggyback research. And it don't trust the reviews either. Reviews often are like that. Yeah. Like people are dumb. Like like I see things get five stars. I'm like this thing broke like two seconds after having it. Yeah. See, I'm already there. I'm a big ranker already. Like I read at least ten articles before I buy anything, and I'm always like, it's like ten best of articles of like, okay, let me make sure that like this is I'm following the P's and Q's. So, uh, I agree with your recommendation, Jake. Research is always great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Jake, thank you so much for being here. Um, thank I you, guys. You... It was great being on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Uh, Jake, I want to give you the chance to uh, tell people where they can find you and what you're up to. Uh, I know Twitter is kind of the main way people get around nowadays, but uh, I don't really use Twitter. So you can find me at Wide Awake Jake on Instagram with a period in between Wide Awake and Jake. Um, and I have a baking show on YouTube called the great bedtime baking show. If you're curious about what, uh, someone with a beginner, uh, level knowledge of baking, what that's like for that person to teach someone with no knowledge of baking, um, and chaos ensues. Um, I highly suggest watching the show because, um, rarely does it ever turn out right. We did release a kind of a holiday esque episode recently around thanksgiving um uh yeah that it actually what we were making came out right and it was a good time um and we had a special guest on it's a great time uh check out great bedtime baking show on youtube yeah and i will link that in the show notes as well it's it's very even if you're not like into baking it's a funny uh series so uh, yeah it's definitely not like you don't watch it if you want to learn something you want to watch it if you want to see two idiots fumble around a kitchen for 20 minutes <laughs> exactly so well all right guys again jake thank you for being here um yeah. and i'm going to close us out here uh but not without a couple thank yous to aaron robertson who did our music and ethan kellum who did our logo i also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on itunes preferably five stars we just started up a new show, so oh 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 crap! Let me say this: um, I, I haven't tested it out, but I heard, I heard that there's ways that you can rate us on Spotify now. I don't know if that's like a beta thing. I don't know if everyone has access to it, but uh, look, here's the thing: if like a rating system is new on Spotify and we're able to like get a bunch of ratings early on, that's probably very good for the podcast. So that's, that's share, huge. If you listen on Spotify if you just have Spotify. If you could please. Check that out. I don't. I couldn't even tell you where to find it. it. Yeah, here it's a real exclusive thing. This new Spotify rating. If you have it, it means you're a real VIP. So that means you definitely should do it because you're a really big deal, and like it's gonna be a big deal if you rank our stuff. So uh, yeah, definitely check us out there. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually. Uh, I'm. Are you I'm, doing it right now? I'm pulling a, a Tommy. I'm stalling for time. Oh. And I'm looking up Star Wars on. Let's see if I can. Oh no! Don't play that song. No, uh, play it. <laughs> we're going to get a, a copyright strike. Can I rate this? <laughs> um, 
I, I yes, I can rate it right now. No rating. Of course, I'm rating my own show. Five stars. It's really incredible. Guys, Spotify ratings, please look up Star Wars. Go do that. It's actually that's actually gonna be really cool if we can get a lot. Go um, do it or you lose your membership as a Stark Warrior. No card, no uh I don't know. We don't have merch yet, but you know. Not yet. I'm doing my fair share as a lover of this podcast and rating it right now. Wow. Thank you, Jake. So uh, there you have it. Uh, five stars on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify now. I also like to remind you guys to please subscribe. I think that helps the algorithm. I have, I have no idea how podcasts work, but subscribe. It helps you, if nothing else. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars Pod. And if you want to be part of our Discord community, you can message us there and we will give you a link to come hang out with us. Um, that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.